You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. This ain't a song for the broken hearted. Here's Dr. Kendra Pearson. Good morning, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate. I am your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson, and I'm so glad that you're tuning in today because today's show is going to be awesome. I'm here in studio with my good friend, Dr. Adam Boonder. Hello. Yeah, and I also have with me Jill Mitten, the founder and owner of T-Loft. Yes, hello. Yeah, welcome. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and going on the show with us. Because you hear at the Wellness Advocate, the reason we do this is because we want to bring awareness to Kansas City about what true health really is, mm-hmm. things that they can they can do and they can take with them to really change their lifestyle and be healthier for it. Yeah. Because, you know, and I can beat up the straw man and I can curse the darkness, you know, probably for many, many shows because there's so much misinformation when it comes to health. Yeah. And, you know, being in the healthcare industry, we're constantly teaching people about what healthcare really is and how we live in a sick care model mm-hmm. and we want to be healthy, not sick, and we want to be proactive about our health. So that's why I'm super excited about the show today because we're talking about fasting. Yes. Yes. And we're going to be <laughs> talking it. about, you know, gluten-free living. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, because I know um, in our office we do food sensitivity testing and a lot of times we find the reason for people's illness or the dysfunction in their body is they have a sensitivity to a food. Mm-hmm. And majority of the time it's gluten yeah. or dairy. Yeah. Yep. It causes Absolutely. those symptoms. Okay. okay. So okay. let's get started. At first, I just want um, our listeners, I want Kansas City to know a little bit about you. So yeah. why don't you tell us, you know, your story and a little bit yeah. about, about T-Law. How this all happened, how this yeah. all came to be. I mean, I, I was an IT consultant, so not from this industry at all. But I found out back in, let's see, was it 2009-ish, found out that my dad, my sister, my daughter, and myself all had celiac disease. Wow. And so when we found out, my dad found out first, and then we kind of figured the rest out. Um, We were all kind of having some crazy um, symptoms, but they were all different. And so I started doing more research and figuring out what was going on. And I remember this day, it was a pivotal day for me where I could no longer stay awake in the car. And I was like, there's something going on. And so I was determined to figure out what was going on. And we went to doctor after doctor and we all started talking. And my dad's like, well, I'll get tested. One of the doctors was like, have you tried, have you been tested for celiac? And so my dad was like, I'll get tested first. It's hereditary, whatever. So found out we all had it. And so, um, became crazy passionate about health and nutrition and what it did for us. And I felt like I'd always been into health and wellness and working out and all of this, but I, couldn't believe how incredible I felt. I mean, 150% difference in our family wow. and our how we were all feeling. Our symptoms went away. I mean, it took a little while for the healing process, but once that mm-hmm. healing process happened, we felt, couldn't believe how we felt. And I was like, I've got to do something with this. I, it changed my life, you know? And I started to see it as I would walk around. I would see people who looked like they were walking around half dead. I'm like, they have no energy. They're depleted. They're inflamed. They're bloated. They're whatever. You could see it because I had lived it. Yeah, And I was like, we've got to fix this. And at the time, our daughter was five and was um, at night crying of stomach aches, headaches, crying. And she was not a kid that complained. And so I'm like, there's just something, you know, we got to fix this. And so started dreaming and putting all the pieces and parts together. And we decided, let's take it to the farmer's market and um, kind of see if there's any interest in Kansas City. So we spent a summer at the farmer's market. We shared 
our passion, our interest in healthy juices and clean meals and really got a following and people were really interested in it. That was in 2012. And so in 2013, we jumped off the cliff. I left my lucrative career and um, started an open tea loft. Um, So we opened that first one in 2013. Everything in it's gluten-free. It's all fresh pressed juices. It's clean, healthy meal bowls. It's clean, healthy um, protein balls, snacks, all kinds of different fun stuff. We do smoothies, protein shakes, um, all of that. And so we opened that first one off of 80th and State Line. And then we just opened our fifth location in December of 2017. So we've just been growing and blowing and it's been amazing and the community has totally been receptive. Um, and I think it was just a big void in our market. You know, yeah. there just wasn't a place to offer a fast and convenient, healthy option. And so we wanted to be that. Um, and so it's been a really fun and crazy ride, but um, just was, it's been really, really awesome. So, well, that's really good. And it comes from your struggle because a yeah. lot of times when I tell patients that they need to eliminate gluten from their diet, it just seems like this mountain, that, yeah. you know, that's Huge. in front of them. Yes. And I don't know if I can do it, you know, type of thing. Yeah. What kind of struggles did you have in the beginning? Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, we had we had to start reading labels. And, you know, I'm so thankful that my family was going through it at the same time because we'd be calling each other and we'd be calling food manufacturers and we'd be trying to figure it all out. But um you know, I feel like that transition process can happen fairly quickly when you start to feel and relate it to your symptoms. And that's what right. I kept telling our daughter is like, you know, if you eat that, you're you kind of related the symptoms because then mm-hmm. you have this motivation to figure it out and be disciplined and incorporate in your family. And you looked at what can happen if you don't change what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So you have this motivation that just keeps you going, even though it's a struggle. And even though it is, I mean, I was the biggest carboholic ever. I think I lived on bread when, through one of my pregnancies. Like I was so, I was the right. biggest carboholic. And so to give it up was so hard. But we just started pulling in different things and putting in recipes and started to try to have fun with different ways to make food and figuring it out. It was kind of like a puzzle. How are we going to, what are we going to eat? How are we going to figure this out? And so, but it was, I mean, it was a struggle. We had, you know, my sister would be calling me like, I can't find anything to eat. And back then there really wasn't a a lot of restaurants didn't know about it. There wasn't a lot of good substitutes. And I'm like, it's probably a good thing. There wasn't a lot of good gluten-free cookies and crackers and all that. We had to figure out how to cook with real whole foods. And, Mm -hmm. um, so we just really had a lot of fun with trying to figure it out and tried to make it fun, even though it was inconvenient. We changed. It was good for our family, too. We started eating at home. We couldn't eat out. So here mm-hmm. we were at home helping each other in the kitchen, figuring it out and trying to make it work. And so we started eating so much better. And I should back up a little bit. You know, that healing process took a while. Right. So a huge piece of that healing process was tea and juice and, you know, really soups and broths like that was part we had to start there because our guts were so torn up and so inflamed and so it took a while I mean to eat a raw salad was took a while you know it took a while for my body to be able to break it down um so we had to get really creative and ingenuitive yeah and that's important to know is you know making a change like that in mm -hmm. your health results aren't instant yeah you know we've got to get away from you know, there's a pill for every ill and you yeah. get immediate gratification when you're making a change like that. You got to let your body heal. It yes. takes time. But then the results are so much better. Yes. And like you said, you've, you did, you probably didn't know you could feel that good. Yes. Totally. And I truly believe there's people walking around that are sick in their body. They're sick and they have dysfunction, but they don't know. They think that's normal. Yeah. That's normal for me. Mm-hmm. I get so upset when people say, oh, headaches are normal for me. Right. No, headaches are not normal for anybody. Right. I need to take a nap at three o'clock. They're common. They're, but they're common. Not yeah. Common Ugh. versus normal. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's common, but it's not normal. Yeah. And I always think if that's your outward symptom, what else is happening happening in your body that's not giving a symptom? Yeah. Gotten you to that and point. I think what a lot, yeah. of, a lot of people don't realize, you know, with celiac gut related conditions in and of themselves, I mean, 
it's known throughout science that your gut is like the second brain of your body. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that. You you were saying that, I mean, you were basically falling asleep at the wheel yeah. and you're like, why is this happening? Well, yeah. I mean, hormones like serotonin and dopamine, these mm-hmm. neurotransmitters that are affecting our brain, like 70 to 80% of those are actually released from our gut, mm-hmm. not from our brain. And people don't realize that. So when, when we're having intestinal issues, you know, my son uh, as well, you know, deals with intestinal issues. Uh, his is geared more towards, you know, Lyme disease and how that's affected. But, I mean, we stay away from gluten. We stay away from sugars. And it's amazing when even you implement just little pieces of that stuff, how it affects both the brain and the body yeah. mm-hmm. um, in a negative way. And when you eliminate it, it's it's amazing. When, when patients come in, they're like, again, I didn't realize I could feel this good. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't realize that I could could have this life. Yeah. And um, and once you begin to, to realize that or have practitioners or people that have lived through it, that have gone through it, um, that's the reason why most of us do what we do is because we've been <laughs> through it. these. Yeah, we've been through these struggles. And and I think it's just it's admirable. It's incredible that you've taken, you know, what has happened to you. And most people could could take a story like that, whether it's from their family and just, you know, go have a surgery, take another medication. But, I mean, you, you've you done something to reach the community and to create change. And even people that don't know how to read those labels yet, I mean, there's resources for that, but they can also go to your place and yeah. find the food and, and get what they need yeah. and, um, and and live more abundantly. Kind of take a, right. a burden off, like you said. Well, it's great to spend time with family and be cooking more yeah. at home, but every yeah. once in a while, you know, you just need it's a break. It's life. You yeah. Live. yeah. You want to <laughs> just be able to go somewhere and order something off the menu and not right. worry, does this have gluten? Did it touch something that has gluten, in the, yeah. you know, in the kitchen? Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I have a six-year-old that I, I keep gluten-free as well. Mm-hmm. And as I make her lunch every single day, and <laughs> she's six, and mm-hmm. she's difficult yes. yeah. so what do you want for lunch most... today i don't know i don't want that i don't like what, what, yeah. what child doesn't want bread and all these other things oh. you know and, and to eat whatever mm-hmm. else yeah is eating. but when you begin to create food together yeah. as a family too that that brings something together and yeah. it can be a lot of fun yes yeah well and like at t-loft i mean there our team is so used to people having customizations too you know because everyone people i feel like a lot of our consumers are so educated on their body and so like i know i can't have nuts i know i can't have Mm -hmm. dairy so like can i have this without this or that or that and our team is so used to making accommodations that you can do that and we're happy to do it and we're careful about it and we get Mm -hmm. it so that's where like northland doing their food sensitivity testing can Mm -hmm. help people to even understand that when some people are like well what is my sensitivity? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Uh, don't know. So there's some yeah. great options. And it's hard to do an elimination diet because it takes so long for your body to respond to know yeah. what what did you eliminate and, and did yeah. that work. Yeah. So we're coming up on a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we got a lot to get into because we could probably talk about oh, this yeah. for, for quite a bit. But what I want is I want to like, where are your locations? Where can Kansas City find oh. you guys? Yeah. So we have one at 80th and State Line. We have one at 119th and Null in the Park Place shops. We have one on the plaza. Um, right on the corner of 47th and Wyandotte. And then we have one um, in the village at um, down in the village shops. And then we have one over in Lawrence at 6th and Wakarusa. Awesome. So. And then you're also on social media yes. a lot as well. Where can people yes. find you on that? Oh, gosh. Okay. So I have my, we have T-Loft. It has T underscore Loft, has an Instagram page as well and Facebook. And then I personally have a huge um, passion for this. And my Instagram is Jill underscore Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N. So I share a lot of fun stuff on there. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And you're going to want to follow her, especially after we get in these next segments and you find out about her fasting and things that she's doing. And I'm going to do it with her. So um, stay tuned, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. Feel 
Welcome back, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate. I am your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson. And if you're listening today and you listened to us earlier, I am here in the studio with Jill Minton. She is the founder and owner of T-Loft here in Kansas City. And I also have uh, Dr. Adam Boonder with us as well. And we're talking about, well, we're going to be talking about fasting here coming up, but we have been talking about her T-Loft stores and her her story about living gluten-free, being diagnosed with celiac and that transition mm-hmm. in health. And I wanted to ask you, because we're also talking about like our kids and mm-hmm. our family. I know Dr. Adam, you have a son that uh, has gluten sensitivity yes. and you've transitioned him into eating gluten-free. Yeah. I actually more recently have a six-year-old that was diagnosed with a gluten sensitivity mm-hmm. and I've been trying mm-hmm. desperately to transition her Um, but our children are so stubborn Uh you know yes so I know that you have some really good tips I mean because you lived the journey with most of your family Mm -hmm. as well of you know being able to do that yeah well and I mean they say you know we're talking about the food sensitivity testing which I think is so a great place to start is there's 90% of all food allergies in children come from the big eight which is like eggs wheat soy you know the big eight there's peanuts um, tree nuts fish all that great stuff and so you can figure some of that out and starting getting some of that stuff out. I mean, my approach was and is, is to add stuff in instead of teaching them a, we're going to take this away, um, mm-hmm. is to first start adding things in, start adding more good stuff in. And then I always like to, um, I think it's so important that when they are their hungriest, they will eat. They will eat the stuff and food tastes better when you're hungry. So right. I think when they get like... We try to plan our life around, if we're able, when they get home from school, that's our biggest meal of the day. They're starving. They'll eat anything. Yeah. They come home. I have fresh strawberries out. I have apples out. They will grab and pick it up. So I'm like, you know what? Even if I just have, even if they want me to make something else or we're making something else for dinner, set out a bowl of cucumbers. Because even if they walk by and grab two, I'm like, they got a little bit. Of, it's like t- kind of taking a multivitamin. I'm like, they just have it out. So they walk by. And even if my husband, I like do it to him. I like put stuff out. And I'm like, he walks by. <laughs> he's going to grab They're one, like children you know? anyway. So. Yeah. I'm like, he's grabbing it. Even if you wouldn't normally eat it, he, if it's out, he's going to grab it while he's waiting, while we're making dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I always think like feed them when they're, feed them that good stuff when they're the hungriest, even though they want to go grab the chips or crackers. No, I'm making you something, but I got a few things out. Kind of like you don't know. go shopping when you're hungry, right? Yes. I mean, because you're yes. going to grab everything. Yes. Yeah. And it's like the reversal. And so, and then the other, um, you know, I really try to merchandise our fridge because it's just like a grocery store concept. When they open the fridge and things are in glass containers and glass lids and it's prepped and ready, I think they're much more willing to grab and go. Like if there's fresh strawberries, right. there's cucumbers, there's red peppers, there's carrot sticks, there's, mm-hmm. I'm like, even if you end up washing it, cleaning it and putting it in there and they only eat half of it and you throw the other half away, you're so much better off because people are like, oh, I end up throwing it away. Well, you know what? If your kid ate half of that cucumber, it was worth it. It was worth the dollar, the 50 right. cents you just threw away. And I, the same with like Halloween candy or candy from, from birthday parties or whatever. When it comes home, I'm like, have a piece and then I throw it away. I'm like, and I don't feel guilty about it. I'm like, you know, we're saving them by throwing that, getting that stuff out and away from them. And so... I'm like, don't be afraid to throw away bad food. Hey, maybe you made a weak judgment in the grocery store and you let your kid buy the what a bag of whatever. Yeah. The day later, I may, I may throw Just it get away. Get rid of it. Yeah, it's I'm worth like, it to yeah, get rid it of was it. Good. They had a little treat. Fine, whatever. We'll throw it away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so interesting because I was doing a little talk at a, um, for a bunch of young athletes. And was, so I interviewed my daughter. I was like, she's now 13. I'm like, what would like help you live through this transition? What was some things we did that was good for you? And she was like, 
people having the food ready when I was hungry. I just said making it fun and incorporating me on getting the meals ready, making me a part of it, let me have choices. That's good. And then balance, like having balance, like not always throwing my face, I can't ever have this, I can never do this. She was like having balance, like so that sometimes I can have this and sometimes I don't. Never gluten, but sometimes I can have mm-hmm. the cookie or the sugar or whatever. And most of the time I'm not going to. Um, and That's so it was really idea. interesting to hear her perspective was to just make me a part of it, mm-hmm. you know, and not just preach at me and correct me and whatever. So, yeah. you know, like we all want to be treated. So it made a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, she said having it ready was huge. Like just yeah. having it ready. I love what you said about like merchandising the fridge because mm-hmm. I know I know a lot of kids are probably like this. I know my six-year-old is. She's a very visual eater. Yes. It's all about how it looks. Yeah. It can be the best yummiest thing but if it doesn't look good or look mm-hmm. the way she perceives it's supposed to look she ain't eating it yeah like one of my daughter's favorite things and we let her have it as a treat is she loves mint chocolate chip ice cream but it's got to be green and it, you got to <laughs> see the chips and i think we went yeah. somewhere and it was like a, a really nice place and a really good ice cream and it was like brown the cho- mint chocolate chip ice cream oh, was boy. brown she wouldn't touch it She's like, it's not nope, it. <laughs> not going to eat it. So I think making it visually, you know, stimulating. And I love what you said about, especially with our young kids, helping. Yeah. If she gets her hands and she made it. Yeah. She's proud of it. Yeah. And, and it's good for them to learn. So when you aren't home, they know how to cook. They know how to prepare for themselves and not grab right. a bag. Like, Absolutely. They know how to cut. They know how to, you know, do a few things when they get older. I think it's so important. Um, you know, and the other the other thing I we try to be good at is to not planning our celebrations around food. Like it's right. not Easter isn't about Easter candy. It's about, you know, maybe a new pair of flip-flops and swim trunks, you know, and fun pool toys. Like trying to be cuz I mean I grew up we all celebrated yeah, with we food. We reward ourselves with food. Yes, I deserve right. this. Yes, yeah. yes. I get to have this food, but maybe a yes. different kind of reward. Yes, because as that's kids good. and that's I feel like we learn that. Because as mm-hmm. kids, you would much rather go on a bike ride. Most kids would when they're little would like to go on a bike ride or go out and kick a ball around and mm-hmm. So we try to be like, hey, when you get home tonight, not, hey, we're going to order pizza. It's like, hey, we're going to go on a bike ride. Hey, we're going to go up to the tennis courts. Hey, we're going to go Because the most valuable commodity to them, sometimes we forget, is time with yes. you. Yeah. Yes. Is time. That's the most valuable commodity to a child. Yes. Yeah. And things doing things that they enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've tried to make a focused effort on having that be more than, I mean, we still celebrate with food. I mean, don't get me wrong. We enjoy food. We're a food <laughs> yeah. place, you know, yeah. but yeah, I, I was about to feel really bad about myself. Like, I was like, man, as a- <laughs> I know, but I mean, we try to be, you know, incorporate a lot more of activities being like, mm-hmm. let's go, let's go bowling or whatever. Like that's the reward instead of that old mindset, that's you cool. know, so, and as much yeah. work as you put into it, what's nice to know is that there is a place that you can go to almost kind of get a break from prepping yes. and, and reading labels intensive. and stuff. Yeah. You go to Teal often, you can, get a meal and yeah. know that it's, you know, safe from those sensitivities. Yeah. And, yeah. and the testing is actually really easy, you know, so you have celiac, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between that and like an IgG food sensitivity, mm-hmm. which is what we can test for in our office. And it's just a finger prick blood test. Like I did it on my six-year-old. She was fine. She was so tough. She didn't even notice it. But the results come in in about seven days and it is black and white. Actually, it's in color. Um, really great test. Just test over 100 foods mm-hmm. and it will show what awesome. you're sensitive to. Mm-hmm. And like ours are mostly that, you know, the big ones. We have mm-hmm. gluten, wheat, dairy, mm-hmm. citrus, fish, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's just completely off the wall. We had a patient that had chronic migraines. She had been through everything. She had been through um Botox injections, every anti-seizure medication, opioids, mm. all of that. 
Um, chiropractic care, physical therapy, nothing would get rid of her headaches. Wow. And we did the IgG test, and she was allergic to eggs. Oh, my god! And she was a bodybuilder. Yeah. Oh, my god! And she had three eggs every morning. Let she elim- food be thy medicine. I right? know. Easy. Eliminate the eggs and yeah. headache-free, off medications, all the money, time she wasted with all of that stuff. Oh, my god! And then there's the solution. Yeah. yeah. Now, Jeez, with the one allergy sometimes testing. The like, simple things. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've helped yeah. a lot of patients with that. Incredible. Um, so we are coming up on a break. Yeah. Um, and we've done a really good job getting into this. I know a lot of people are going to have questions. So I want to make sure that they can find you. So you're on social media. Yep. Um, I'm trying to remember. I was like, no, yeah, I'm really, I'm really active on Instagram. It's J I L L underscore Minton M I N T O N. So Jill underscore Minton is my handle. Okay, and then, great. um, yeah. So okay. I share a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. On and you can find T loft on Instagram and yep. you can follow that and, you know, come mm-hmm. into the stores, find out about that. So as we come up on a, um, on our break, when we come back, um, I want to kind of dig more into your health journey, like, because mm-hmm. that's actually helped you expand into more healthy living things and different things you can do for your health just going through the journey of you know transitioning to gluten free as well so stay tuned kansas city you're not going to want to miss this you're listening to the wellness advocate with dr kendra pearson Welcome back, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate. I am your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson. And today on the show, we've been talking with Jill Minton, who is the founder and owner of T-Loft here in Kansas City. And here in the studio, we also have Dr. Adam Boonder. And we've been talking about eating Mm gluten-free. We listened to your story and the whole motivation for having T-Loft, which has been excellent for people trying to live a gluten-free lifestyle Mm -hmm. because it gives them that alternative, that break you know, and all the food preparation and the label reading that they have to do. And they're able to walk in, look at the menu Mm -hmm. and just pick freely and not worry. Yeah. That is a huge relief in knowing that that food is healthy and sustainable and healthy for your body. Yeah. So on the break, we were talking about this and I wanted to hit on this (laughs) is because of your journey that you went through with yourself and your family, you know, finding out about, you know, celiac disease and eating gluten free, it's Mm -hmm. actually opened up the opportunity to try other healthy things and live, yes. you know, a healthy lifestyle in other ways. Yes. Which brings us into our next subject. Yes. Which is fasting. Yes. I mean, so I've loved this journey of healing and I love to keep continuously learn. I mean, there's so much research coming out and there's always new incredible information coming out. And so it's just like that constant pursuit to feel your best. It's like to feel optimum health. And so I feel like I'm on that constant pursuit to keep tweaking and feeling and seeing what works and doesn't work and how your body responds. And I absolutely love that. So, I mean, there's been so much come out about fasting. And so I did, I've kind of gone off and on over the past few years, but I did one on my Instagram story. Um, uh, It's been maybe a month, month and a half ago, two months ago. And it was, it was really fun and just kind of shared that whole process and what it was like and the honesty of you know, I was tired and then I felt amazing. And, you know, yeah. I was like getting through, burning through to the good stuff. And so feeling like and understanding how incredible I felt. And so um, getting ready to do it again on and I share it all on my Instagram story. Um, next, we're going to start Tuesday night and then end Saturday morning. So i um, super excited about that. But just learning about I had um, 
amazing Dr. Adam on my um, podcast show, which is called Learning to Leap. And we talked all about fasting and I learned so much from him and Mm -hmm. just became even more passionate about it. And so I feel even more educated and more prepared this time to go through it. So I'm really excited to see how it goes this time. (laughs) I mean, health and healing, like you said, it is a journey. And that's what's so incredible is, you know, you're always in a way tweaking. Uh, We we call it like biohacking your own system a little bit. And You know, our bodies are so incredible because they can they can adapt to pretty much anything. And it's it's been fun to just hear, you know, talking off of the show kind of where your journey's been and and really get into the fasting side of it. It's it's mm-hmm. a, it's amazing what that can do yeah. to really, really create cool a reboot. Is- Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions yes. about it because oh, forever we've been taught that fasting is bad for you. It's going to slow yeah. your metabolism down and you're going to put on a ton of weight afterwards. But, you know, Dr. Adam, you do a lot of research and you know that that's actually not true, right? Yeah, absolutely. And because people think, you know, you're not eating, you're starving your body. It's going to hold on to everything. And, um, you know, even for myself, I do intermittent fasting uh, on a daily basis. And so um, I typically don't eat until about two o'clock in the afternoon. In fact, we were talking the other day and I was talking with Troy and, and he's like, yeah, don't even ask Adam if he wants lunch. Don't ever ask him if he wants yeah. lunch. He doesn't he eat until two. <laughs> um, and then I'll eat uh, typically until about eight o'clock and then I stop and then I'm fasting uh, around that time frame. And again, because of the health benefits, but there's other types of fasting as well. You can do, you know, two day, three day, four day. The longest I've done, um, I've done a five day fast, um, seven, I think is the longest one I've ever done. I know people that have done actually 40-day fasts. I'm not going to recommend that for everybody. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the key things that I think with fasting is is just even the the mentality that it brings to you. Most people think that they can't do it. Mm-hmm. I was joking in, in here a second ago. I said, yeah, my, my kids, they do seven-day fasts. And everyone looks at me like, <laughs> what? You're starving your children. Um, but the truth is, is I don't really do that, uh, by the way. <laughs> for the record. Um, for the record, I do not do joke. that. Um, <laughs> but even children and fasting is highly beneficial uh, from rebooting the immune system to resetting the gut, which mm-hmm. about 70% of hormones that are released and immune system function is coming directly from the gut, which yeah. leads directly into, you know, from celiac, gluten sensitivities, um, IBS. I mean, we can go into a, a whole array of different yeah. uh, things because it – Mainly, one of the main reasons, and I talk about this with regenerative medicine, too, is that it, it reduces inflammation within the body. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we all feel better when we have reduced inflammation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So it's clinically, pr- it's research proves that it actually oh. reduces inflammation in your body. Yeah. Gives your gut a chance to rest. Because yep. you're just constantly running stuff through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Running through the mouth and out through the back, just yeah. constantly making it work, right? Yeah. I, know. Yeah. I said yeah. I wasn't going to get gross on the show. So <laughs> well, that's, that's that. that big misconception because... We've been told even by some of our doctors, well, eat eat small meals every two hours. Eat small meals yeah. every two hours. Our bodies aren't designed. So our much hormones work. aren't designed to do that because yeah. when we eat, our insulin levels go up every single time we eat. Mm-hmm. Well, insulin's an aging hormone, mm-hmm. so it makes you age faster. That's why there's issues with diabetes. Mm-hmm. So if you're constantly eating, you're actually having those insulin levels constantly rising, so you're actually aging your body, mm-hmm. whereas fasting has actually been shown to have an anti-aging effect. Yeah, it increases longevity. They're actually yeah. finding proof of that. Yeah. So everyone looking for the fountain of youth, yeah. you know, University this is one of way. Southern yeah. California, actually, yeah. one of the researchers, um, researchers at University of Southern California actually showed 72-hour fasting. Um, what it does, it actually reduces an enzyme marker that has actually been shown when it's raised to cause cancer and tumors. So mm-hmm. these intermittent fasts of 72 hours reduces that enzyme. 
So, I mean, it's even showing that it reduces the risk of cancer within the body, increases human growth hormone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I shared this Mm -hmm. on on your podcast. I mean, Uh 72-hour fast, it's like a 2,000% increase in growth hormone in men and like 1,600% increase in women. And when you go through a 72-hour fast. Crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. properties. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important to know that, so like you said, there's different types of fasts. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. so even like you said, there's even benefits in children, but a fast can even count as, everybody fasts because they sleep. You don't eat, hopefully you're not eating while you're sleeping. Right, yeah. (laughs) That's a whole other issue that that we need to talk about, but Uh just skipping one meal can technically be a fast and it doesn't have to be for days on end. Mm -hmm. Like what you and I do, I do intermittent fasting as well. So I do about 16 to 18 hours, depending on what's happening in my day. I don't eat until, you know, between noon and two. Mm-hmm. And that gives me about a 16 to 18 hour fast every day. Yeah. And you'll notice benefits like weight loss because you're yeah. consuming less calories in a day when you only have so much time. Yeah. And I eat. even I even take it a step further. I tell people it's not the weight loss. It's actually fat loss that's mm-hmm. happening from that because, I mean, we can lose weight by not drinking water for a day, mm-hmm. you know, but if right. we truly want to burn that fat, that's that's where that fasting really helps, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And help with hormone regulation. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had patients with um, hypothyroidism, you know, be able to get off of medication by not only changing their diet, but incorporating intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. which is really cool. <clears throat> and you had talked a little bit about autophagy also. I think that's. Yeah. It's basically, cool. yeah, it's basically, it's like in a way of, in a way, cells kind of not eating themselves, but like a way of cell death where it's a cleansing uh, of basically the whole body, both the gut um, and in, even other cellular structures, blood cells, skin cells. And that's one of the things that, that benefits in, in fasting too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you can do like a whole day fast, you know, like a 24 hour, mm-hmm. 36 hours. You can do yeah. just intermittent. You can do longer periods of fasting. It's important yeah. to know, like kind of listen to your body and, and know what your body will do. So what is it that yeah. you are doing? Yeah. What kind of fast is it? That yeah. So um, no food. It'll be water. And then also, um, I mean, I'm not a huge coffee drinker, but if somebody did, I mean, I'm not in it for to redo my adrenals. Adrenals, that's not necessarily my goal. My goal is more the healing. And um, and so I um, will do water and I will do bone broth because, you know, it's like aloe vera for your gut. And we sell it at Tea Loft also. Um, so we'll, I'll do bone broth as needed um, throughout the process. But um, it'll be no food and Water and bone broth and some electrolytes probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about it. <laughs> so getting through it's easy. like three full <laughs> yeah. days, but a little bit longer because you're sleeping. Yeah. You, you know, right. important to know you're sleeping part of the time. Yeah. yeah. Right? right. So you get a little break. That right. was like my motivation. Okay, just make it to bed. <laughs> just make it to bedtime. It's like a reset fine. the next day. Yeah. Yes. And then you wake up feeling so much better and so much different. And so then I feel like I knew if I could just make it to bed, I'd be fine. And it wasn't, I mean... Let's see. It was probably, was it day two that was the hardest for me maybe? And then by mm-hmm. day three, you're kind of already in your, it's, I mean, it's amazing how much time you have when you don't spend it figuring out what you're going to eat and preparing food and whatever. It's pretty um, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so it was like, it, um, it was really good. And, you know, like you, it also, you know, regulates your hunger hormones. Like yes. Like oh, body. ghrelin. Yeah. Yes. Ghrelin, leptin as well. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so um, just felt like it reset all of that and just kind of took my gut health to the next level. I could feel it, you know. And um, I mean, Memorial Day weekend, I kind of got off track. So it's like this is another <laughs> good time to, like, get back at it. And get and, back into um, it and go. Yeah, it's so, yeah. In fact, that the study that I was referencing from University of Southern California, their recommendation, what they showed through their results, it was, it was about a two- to three-day fast uh, in a period of six months, and they were – doing it intermittently. So uh-huh. you're intermittent fasting 
sometimes throughout the day. You're doing two to three days, um, but doing that not just once. Yeah. You know, and I always recommend doing it more than once a year. Sometimes you can do it every two months, every three months, I and mean, you could even do it once a month if you mm-hmm. truly want to allow your body to begin to heal uh, and replenish at a faster rate. Right, and practicing that conversion over mm-hmm. to being a fat burner because yes. doesn't it get smarter? Oh yeah, your you do it, your it body knows. Quicker? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, your body knows, and and you're basically. Well, we can talk about that in the next subject because I was going about to go into some uh, some of how the body is responding as you're getting into that fasting phase because mm-hmm. it's not always easy uh, in that transition, like you said. Usually, uh-huh. it's two days, so we can talk a little bit about what to expect. Yeah, that. that's going to be good. Yeah, people are going to want to know what to expect, and that's what's cool <laughs> is, is if they follow you on your Instagram, yeah. they can do it with you, and yeah. I'm going to do it as well. So great. you can follow me on my Instagram as well, which is the Wellness Advocate One, Perfect. and. We'll just kind of blog about how we feel so people (laughs) can go do it along with us, which will be really cool because it starts Tuesday night, right? But Mm -hmm. technically Wednesday morning because you're going to sleep. You're not going to miss it then. So I always stop eating at six. It's kind of my normal ritual. Yeah. Yeah, Sounds good. So stay tuned because Dr. Adam's going to share with us all the ins and outs of fasting and what's happening in your body. Stay tuned, Kansas City. You're not going to want to miss it. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I know you hear my cry. Your love is lifting me above all the lies. Hey, Kansas City, you're listening to The Wellness Advocate. I'm your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson, and you've been following us today. We have been talking about gluten-free living. We've been talking about fasting. I'm here in studio with Jill Minton, the founder and owner of T-Loft here in Kansas City. And she's been sharing with us her story and her health journey, transitioning to gluten-free. And we're here with Dr. Adam Boonder as well. And he is our expert, actually, on fasting as well. I I live a kind of a ketogenic lifestyle, and I do intermittent fasting. I know that Mm -hmm. you do as well, Dr. Adam. Yeah. You just know way more about the science than than (laughs) I do, um, which is good because I'm not exactly a fact finder. I'm just passionate about it all. (laughs) Right. Um, But what I want to talk about this last segment, because you're doing... Jill, you're doing um, a fast, and that yeah. starts next or this Wednesday. Next Tuesday. Yep. Oh, yeah, next Tuesday yeah, night. Tuesday night, right. Yeah. Wednesday, sure. Um, but then you sleep for the first part, so that's right. the easy part. Yes, yes. Um, yes. And it's going to go Wednesday through Saturday morning. Uh-huh. Right. And so people can people. follow you on your Instagram, mm-hmm. and they can follow T-Loft. And yes. T-Loft is going to be offering a bone broth, yep. which you can have during the fast. Right. Correct. Um, so people can maybe want to go on this journey with you. Yes. I know that I'm going to do so. <laughs> so what I want to talk about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is going to be super fun. That's what we're telling ourselves anyway. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Most people are freaking out. You two are both sitting here saying this is going to be super fun. That's right. right. It's going to be fun. I just yes. keep doing that. It's fun. Yeah. People can't see my face right now. But um, <laughs> but what I want to talk about, because if you're going to do this journey, like what's going to happen to your body? Yeah. What are you going to yeah. experience as you go through that? So walk us through that, Dr. Adam. Yeah. Um, when you go through kind of this fasting process, and anybody that's done a fast can really attest to this, and as you begin to start off, I mean, you're going to be hungry. I mean, that that really is kind of that starting point, and, and there's a reason why that happens. I mean, you're, we talked in the last segment about hormones being reset. One of the key things that people don't realize is that you've basically been driven by and your energy levels have been literally going by and, and being fed by sugar. Um, and that's one of the main reasons. That's what creates inflammation within the body. That's a major factor with something like celiac mm-hmm. or any inflammatory type condition within the body. So your body literally has to burn through those sugar stores. 
So if you think about that, we just said sugar is the energy source. So you've got to get through it. And the great thing, though, is that there's a different energy source that your body can utilize. And, and those are ketones. And that's how when I talked about the difference between weight loss and fat loss is that your body can actually take fat, turn it into ketones, and those ketones actually become a true energy source. And in, in fact, your body's purest form of energy. But you have to go through that transition. For some people, I mean, that can take 24 hours. Some people, it takes 48. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, when I've done my longer fasts, uh, which have been five, seven days, sometimes it takes me three days to actually get to that, convert. Um, to convert. And that's with me still working out because uh -huh. when you work out, when you do yeah. this, I, I tell people, continue to work out, continue yeah. to do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll actually notice as you go through this, when you get past the lull, uh -huh. and which again is sometimes 24, 48 hours, your energy levels are going to begin to skyrocket. And Jill, you, I mean, that's yeah. thats kind of your experience, yeah. right? Yeah, when I, um, so the last time I did it and shared it all on Instagram, it was kind of funny because it's funny to watch now because when I started, and you know, you're all excited, this is great, whatever. And then like the next day, you're like, I'm going to kill somebody. Yeah. Like my family <laughs> better get out of this right? house right now because I'm going to kill somebody. I'm tired. Everything's annoying. I felt like I was super sensitive to noise mm -hmm. and you know, just all of the things and chewing gum was driving me crazy. And so I um, went through that <laughs> whole process. And then, and I, I did, I, what I loved about working out was that I felt like it gave me that little kick. Like it almost was the catapult to pull another energy store. Like it kicked yeah. it in to pull something. And I felt great afterwards because I was like, I think I just kicked up some good energy source yeah. when I worked mm -hmm. out. And so I did work out the whole time. And then by I think it was day three, the start of day three or the end of day two, I started to feel amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so alert. I feel so clear. My brain fog was cleared up. I really felt like I just felt, you know, just everything, energy was just through the roof and um, felt really great. Yeah, so, but getting there was a little bit hairy. It's hard. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's the great thing that I love about, you know, what you're doing in these communities that are doing, you know, these fasts together Yeah, is that, yeah, you're, you're communicating. I, you can do it on your own. It's mm -hmm. it's hard. But yeah. when you know that there are people that are backing you up yes. and pushing you through, uh, I mean, that's, I grew up you that being support. an athlete. You need that support. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's that teamwork that pushes you through it because a lot of people are, you know, I'm just going to take this and I'm going to eat it, you know, because mm -hmm. you, you feel that hunger. But mm -hmm. that conversion where you're feeling that, that I call that hangry, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're you're craving that. If you can just push through it, that energy that you're going to feel, the healing that's going to happen after that is beyond anything that, that you really can experience until you get there. Yeah. And that's what most people don't know. But if you can grasp that, the next fast is so much easier. And the mm -hmm. next one, you're like, oh my, I think I'm going to do four days this time. Mm -hmm. Because once you get past it, you're not hungry anymore. Yeah. Your body is utilizing your fat. It's literally burning it off, turning right. it into ketones. Which and it preserves your muscle mass. I think that's does. a big you know, misconception. Is mm -hmm. I can't exercise I'm going to lose muscle mass. Mm -hmm. But were you surprised how much energy you had oh, when you were yeah. exercising? And I felt like so much less. I mean, I my stiffness, you know, I felt much more um, agile and just You're lighter. More, on your lighter. Feet. Yeah, you <laughs> right. feel so much lighter. And yeah. it just feels like, I don't know. So it felt, yeah, I mean, that I noticed that big time. There's the the major reboots and the hormones. I mean, mm -hmm. Dr. Kendra, we were just talking about this, even leptin levels. You know, that's a major, right. cholesterol is a major issue in the U.S. when we had... Um, that the paleo doc yeah, on Dr. here, Wolfson was on. yeah, talking about you know HDL, LDL. I mean, this really does do a reboot. It actually is, is scientifically shown to reduce your LDL levels. Um, doesn't affect the HDL levels at all, and there is muscle uh, preservation. When I was doing my five to seven day fasts, I was doing CrossFit workouts the whole time. So I was, you know, squatting 
250 pounds, multiple reps. And I was actually feeling stronger without eating food Mm -hmm. because my fuel source was optimal. Mm -hmm. And and these ketones that are going through your body, and that's really what fasting is about, is getting your body into that transition state of ketosis, um, a nutritional state of ketosis, not ketoacidosis for diabetics that may be listening. There is a big difference. So clarifying that as well, mm-hmm. it, it carries 30% more oxygen on these molecules. So it's mm-hmm. going to help with brain function, mm-hmm. muscle retention, you know, so mm-hmm. you're not going to shrivel away. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't yet. So right. That's good. Right? We're still yeah. here. I'm still here. One thing I want to do is some tips for fasting. Um, yeah. I think one good thing is, is really setting a goal, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Have a goal. And why are you doing this? Yes. Not just mm-hmm. to do it, right? Is it to lose weight? Is it yeah. to have more energy, reduce inflammation, transition into what is, you know, into ketosis? What is your reason? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Write it down. Make a commitment so mm-hmm. that you can be held accountable. And right? pick and a big it. why. That's what I always mm-hmm. say. Pick a big why. Sometimes it's not just losing weight, but what would losing weight do for you? Yeah. Well, what's that next thing that it would do? And Whatever that thing is, ask yourself, well, what would that bring me to? Yeah. And mm-hmm. once you begin to hit those points, you really not just sometimes see your weight change, but even your life. Yeah. That's what's so amazing. I think that's your one of the main reasons why you yeah. do this is yeah. not just to get people to, you know, lose weight or lose fat, but to transition their lives into yeah. something because bigger. When, right. When you can live optimally and have that optimum energy, you can accomplish, you, you just are, you have the energy to do what you wanted to do and the optimism to do what you want to do. And so it can be totally life-changing. Um, Absolutely. The other thing I um, noticed through mine was um, if I could just knowing, knowing the what's happening in your body was huge because right. then it was like, okay, that was motivation to understand and feel what was going on. And then also planning things for, so being prepared and planning, like I went and sat in the infrared sauna. I went and Mm -hmm. got my nails done. Like I had things, I went and got a massage. I kind of had some of those things planned. So they were kind of my reward also. And to occupy your time. So you're not thinking about food. I would also plan your first meal. Yes. So you don't go crazy That's right, right. at the buffet. Overindulging afterwards. Yeah, because your body's not going to react to that well. Yeah. Yeah. So plan that first meal, maybe make it at tea loft and get something, (laughs) something good for you and nutritious to put in your body for that first meal. So this was a really awesome. I really enjoyed having you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. This is essential information that Kansas City needs to know. So Kansas City, if you miss this, you can always go back and listen to it on iTunes, The Wellness Advocate. We'll be putting out the podcast. If you know someone that should have heard this, have them listen to it. Um, Join Jill and T-Loft on her fast that starts Wednesday morning, and I am going to join as well. You can follow her on Instagram. You can follow T-Loft. You can follow me on Instagram, The Wellness Advocate 1. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate. Thank you, Kansas City. Stay tuned for next week. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson.